10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host, Jason Fornwall, and thank you so very much for deciding to join me once again. I want to talk a little bit about language in today's episode. I think those of us who know just a little bit of something about history know that whatever group controls the language controls what happens in a country. And certainly the modern United States of America is no exception to that. When you look at hardcore leftists and Marxists calling themselves progressives and their Joe Goebbels propaganda wing media picking it up and running the ball for them, you know, and and convincing us all to call them progressives and not liberals or leftists or Marxists or any of the labels that actually fit them, um, you see the problem. You know, there's nothing progressive about modern leftist policy. I mean, there just isn't. When you look at Joe Biden coming into office and overturning all kinds of Trump's policies, which an opposing party is going to do, I understand that, I respect that on some level. Um, But when you look at the result of those decisions and the result of overturning those, those policies... There's nothing progressive about it. It has caused massive regression. It has damaged our economy. It has sent inflation through the roof. It has sent gas prices through the roof. It has taken a border that was virtually secure and turned it into something that's basically wide open. You look at the tough stance that Donald Trump took with Putin and Chairman Xi and Kim and the fact that they were virtually silent for four years. And immediately after Biden takes office, China's launching missiles, North Korea's launching missiles, Putin's ready to invade Ukraine. You know, if that's your idea of progress, you know, so be it. But Mr. Miriam and Webster, I think, would have a bone to pick with you. And it's not just on their side that they've controlled the language and turned something into something it's not. They've made patriotism And the word patriot, synonymous with white supremacy and racism. Nothing could possibly be further from the truth. Patriots like you and I are people who love this country dearly, who understand that we can love this country dearly and not care for its president, or not care for any particular politician, we're all of them, you know, but, but have a love for this country, its founding principles, its symbols. There's things that matter to all of us, the constitution. And I'm sorry, but when you look at it, the constitution only matters to one side anymore. And it's not your quote unquote progressives. There's actually a bill in front of the California state legislature right now that would make it legal 
for a minor child that is at least 11 years old to get a COVID vaccine without the parents being contacted at all. You know, these are the same people who want your 11-year-old daughter to be able to have a human being cut out of her guts, you not be told, you know, make sure that you can't get her physical and mental follow-up care, which, you know, an adult woman, an adult person in a similar situation is going to need physical and mental follow-up care. I mean, that's just a fact. That's not an insult to anyone. But if an adult woman struggles with an abortion, and we know that happens, even if a woman is 100% pro-choice, and she's confident in it, and she knows that's the decision for her, and she does that, there are still often physical and mental complications. If that's true of adult women, imagine an 11-year-old girl dealing with all of that by herself. You think her 12-year-old boyfriend's going to stick around and help her out? Do you think he's going to be there holding her hand while she's on the table? You know, and yet, across the country, you know, a kid can have an abortion and her parents don't even have to know. I'm sorry, a birthing child can have an abortion and her parents don't even have to know. See what I'm talking about with language? Do you see what I'm talking about with language? You know, birthing person. What the hell is a birthing person? You know, I've seen two children born in my lifetime, and it's an incredible thing. It's the most incredible thing I think you can experience on this earth, my humble opinion. And it's not something that I could do. It's just not. You know, the the pain, the effort, you know... carrying a person around with you for nine months, everything you do, you're hauling around another person. And most women, including my ex-wife, worked right up until the last day. With both of our kids, she worked right up until the last day. With our youngest daughter, she actually called me from work and said, Jace, my water broke. All right, cool. Stay where you are. I'm coming up to get you. No, I'm I'm going to stop and get a pizza for you guys because I, I know it's going to be a long night for, for you and our older daughter too. You know, so I'll take care of that. And then when I get home, I'll finish packing my bag, you know, and then we can go after that. Are you kidding me? Let, let me have anything that resembles a contraction? The world is stopping. They're carrying me off the battlefield. They're injecting me with drugs that don't even exist. And I'm still whining like a little bitch throughout the entire process. You know, women are just different. They're built differently. Their bodies can do things that we can't even comprehend. And certainly couldn't do. And you're going to turn around and disgrace these people. By saying there's such a thing as a birthing person. But again, you know, controlling the language, this is what happens. This is where we end up finding ourselves. And it really bothers me to get back to the word patriot. 
it really bothers me that leftists, I'm sorry, I'm not going to call them progressives going forward, that leftists have so perverted the meaning of that word. American patriots are in some way like pregnant women. They shut up. They ignore their pain. They do what they have to do. And it doesn't matter what that is. If you tell an American patriot, hey, look, okay, so so Hitler's got the high ground, right? And he, he's got hundreds of machine guns lined up on top of the mountains, you know, and you guys are going to have to swim about 200 yards to even get to the beach. And then when you do, you're going to be sitting ducks with absolutely no cover whatsoever, you know, but we need you to go do this. The, the fate of the world depends on it. And there's a pretty good chance that you're going to die. There's a pretty good chance that the mission's going to fail. But, you know, we need you guys to suck it up and do it anyway. And that's what patriots do. Hundreds of thousands storm those five beaches. My grandfather, God rest his great soul, first wave Omaha. And they went in and they kicked the ass of fascism up one side and down the other. And there were tremendous casualties, and we can never forget that. I think in the first couple of hours of fighting on Omaha Beach, there were over 2,000 American casualties. But that's what our patriots do. That's who they are. Against all odds, hey, we need you to go save your country and the world. Okay. Send me, sir. Send me. And that's what they did. Look at the Civil War. You know, in those days, men lined up in rows and stood in open fields and fired at each other until one side quit or everybody was dead. And they did that in large part to secure the freedom of people that didn't look like them at all. That's a patriot. That's a patriot. A patriot is someone who says, hey, you know what? You might not look like me, but I don't care. I believe that as a human and as a person who should be an American, you deserve the same rights that I have. And if I have to die to make that happen, you're going to have them. And they do. Thank God they do. 300,000, mostly white, Union soldiers laid down their lives to free the slaves. And I believe me, I am fully aware that they were not all white. And I can't tell you how much respect I have for the black Americans that fought on the side of the Union. Here are people that didn't have any rights whatsoever who had never been treated like actual Americans. And what did they say? Send me, sir. Send me. And we did. And they won. Over and over throughout American history, 
Patriots have always answered the bell. When no one else would, Patriots have always answered the bell. Never, never has this country needed them. And they said, nah, you know what? Send somebody else. A Patriot would never do that. A Patriot doesn't have, no, I won't stand up for my country anywhere in their heart, mind, body, or soul. They will fight. They have fought. They continue to fight. We continue to fight. And it doesn't always have to be combat. You know, the great Americans that stood up to segregation. The everyday Americans who became heroes and patriots. From the simplest actions. No. No, Rosa Parks was not going to move to the back of the bus, do something about it. And there are so many ways to be an American patriot. Like I said, combat is only one. And it's an incredibly important one. And those who have served and sacrificed in that capacity deserve our undying love, support, and respect. But there are political patriots as well. Many of them. Standing up for what's right. Shooting down what's wrong, verbally. Doesn't always have to be with a gun. And we've got a number of outstanding Republicans in Congress right now. Rand Paul hasn't been afraid to go toe-to-toe with the little troll fascist Fauci at all. And that is an extremely, extremely big risk at this point in time in our history. You know, we have half the country that believes that Anthony Fauci is literal Jesus Christ, that he's infallible, he can do no wrong, we have to listen to him no matter what happens. And thank God we have patriots like Rand Paul, who asked the question, you know, Dr. Fauci, why was there $600,000 that went to the lab in Wuhan? Why did you say that even if it ends up in a global pandemic, gain-of-function research is worth it? Dr. Fauci, why did you initially come out and say that it looked like the virus had been engineered by man? Dr. Fauci, why then did you send emails to your colleagues trying to figure out how you could cover that up? Dr. Fauci, why did you tell us masks don't work? Then you told us they do. Then you told us they don't. Then you told us we need two. Then we see you at the Nationals game with people that you don't live with with your mask off. These are legitimate and I would argue patriotic questions to ask. At no time in American history has patriotism ever meant bowing down to what you're forced to do. Never. Not one time. You know, our founders, when they signed the Declaration of Independence, I'm certain believed they were signing their own death warrants. England was the only superpower on planet Earth at the time. 
we're a bunch of tobacco farmers. And yet they cared so much about seeing that our people, these new Americans, would be governed the right way with a government of, by, and for the people. That the king would no longer have his oppressive boot on our throats. They were willing to die for that. Many of those first Americans did die for that. And we eventually sent the king's troops home with our boot up their ass. Hat tip, Toby Keith. That's what we do, and as he said, it's the American way. And it is. It always has been. I've done a pretty good job of not using any foul language almost 17 minutes into this particular episode. Got kids in the car, cover their ears for just a second. Americans are not pussies. We're not. We're not afraid of a virus. We're not afraid of enemy troops. We're not afraid of people who seek to destroy this country from the inside. We don't understand fear. Yeah, sure, those brave men, my granddad among them, who went ashore at Normandy in that first wave at Omaha Beach, I'm sure they were terrified. I'm sure they thought they were going to die. And many of them did. But you know what else they did? They pushed forward. They accepted the risk. That's what Americans do. That's what patriots do. That's who we patriots are. And I'm proud to count myself among you as a patriot. We've got to take our language back. That's the only way we can start to win this domestic, quote-unquote, air quotes, battle. We can't allow progressives to call themselves progressives. We have to demand that the English language be used correctly. They can be liberals, they can be leftists, they can be Marxists, they can be regressives if they want to. But they're not progressives. And they will not define you and I, patriots who care about this land, they will not define us as white supremacists when we say we're patriots. Again, absolutely nothing is further from the truth. But it's funny because, you know, that's how Washington works in this day and age. Literally nothing in D.C. is actually called what it really is. The Affordable Care Act, okay, doesn't provide affordable care. The Patriot Act, okay, it's not patriotic at all. You know, and the Voting Rights Act, okay, show me any American who doesn't have the right to vote. 
And we allow them to get away with this intentional perversion of our language. And the lesser educated and the less intelligent among us hear, Oh my God, they're making sure we have voting rights. That's great. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And it is, in reality, what that bill does is heinous. We've got to take the language back. The Patriot Act. You know, that was signed under George W. Bush. This isn't a Republican versus Democrat thing. The Patriot Act. Nothing is less patriotic. The Patriot Act drastically increased government spying on you. Personally, you. There's not a thing in the world that's patriotic about that. Not a thing. And for those of us on this side, we can't allow this to continue. You know, unfortunately, everybody in America isn't like us. Everybody in America isn't as informed, as educated, as intelligent. And there, I fully admit there's many, many people more intelligent than I am. But I do okay. I hold my own all right. But there are so many people that don't understand what's happening. You know, and they hear something like the Patriot Act. Oh, wow. You know, patriotism's good, right? That must be awesome. Affordable care. Man, that sounds like a great idea. This has to be awesome. Everybody's going to get to vote now. Everybody gets to vote now. Yeah, but they're saying everybody's going to get to vote now. Right, they do. Yeah, but this makes sure everybody can vote now. That, that's got to be awesome. It is. It already exists. Allowing them to pervert the language like this is so destructive to the cause of patriotic Americans that it's difficult for me to even put into words. You know, I've been talking to a friend a little bit about starting a totally nonviolent grassroots um, organization for constitutionalists and patriots. And I guarantee you that even though everything that we have talked about and everything we have written down says no first use of force, no violence, no, you know, we're not a militia, we have no desire to be a militia, you know how we're going to be painted? Oh, here's another one of those evil patriot groups. And you see it all the time. This right-wing patriot group. You probably have a negative feeling about those words yourself. Because what they're doing works. It's like the force is very powerful on the weak-minded. But those of us in the know can stop it. Those of us in the know can call it out. Those of us in the know can make a change. And that's something else that patriotic Americans have always done. Where things are broken, we fix them. Where things are unjust, we make them just. 
where things aren't right, we make them right. And this is our time. This is our moment. This is our chance to do that. We need to rally together and say that enough is enough. We need to make it clear that patriotism is still a great thing. We need to make it clear that if you're going to use the words progress or progressive, you need to demonstrate progress. And not through inflation, higher gas prices, a border that's broken, world peace up in the air, the Taliban, you know, armed and ready to harbor their next Osama bin Laden who can rip the guts out of, you know, another couple of American cities. If that's your version of progress, I don't want any part of progress. I can redefine that too. Progressive means less safe. Progressive means less secure. Progressive means less spending power. Progressive means keeping less of your own money. No. We need to start to be the ones to define this language. We need to take our language back. That's where it's going to have to start. And I'll talk to you guys more in the coming weeks about this organization that I want to get off the ground. Um, As many of you know, I was the uh, state public relations officer for the Three Percenters original until the group folded circa January 6th. We were a totally nonviolent organization. Anyone who would not agree to our charter that you only use violence as a last resort and only after someone has used it against you was immediately removed. Anybody who was even suspected of being a racist was immediately removed. But unfortunately, we had a lot of other groups that co-opted our name and our logo who didn't view things the same way we did. They viewed themselves as a militia. Some of them were racist. Some of them were interested in using violence to affect political change, which is terrorism, by the way, the legal definition of terrorism. And so Caleb Hill, who was our national leader at the time, made the decision to fold the organization because he saw the writing on the wall that... RICO statute was going to be applied, and anybody that had any part of 3% in their name, their logo, any organization they were a member of, was going to be rounded up in a Gestapo-type raid. This friend of mine that I've talked to about creating this group said something to me, and he was dead on right, he was dead on right, said something to me that cut my heart in half. He said, you know, when the three percenters original were needed, that's when they folded. And it made me sick, mainly because he was right. We need a new name. We need a new charter. We may even need some new people. But it's time that we as great American patriots 
look each other in the eye and say, I've got your back. I'm in this with you. We can do this. We can change this. We can truly make progress. And I believe that we can. As I said, with Rosa Parks and others, it's not always been, you know, the the typical picture of a hero that you have. It's not Captain America. It's not necessarily, you know, somebody's chest that's full of war medals. You know, certainly not to disrespect anyone who has a chest full of war medals, God bless you. But it's not always those people. It can be that person like me. It can be that person like you. And it sure as hell can be all of us together. You know, you give me a couple of million true patriots, there's nothing in this world I can't do. Nothing. And we as Americans have proven it at every point in our history. We need to prove it again. Peacefully. Nonviolently. Constitutionally. And patriotically. Using the real and true definitions of those words. And so, my good friends, that's going to do it for another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I have been, as always, your host, Jason Fornwalt. Thank you so very much for a little bit of your time. I tell you all the time that time is the most precious commodity that we have on this earth, and it is, and I am so grateful yet again for a little bit of yours. Take care. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And we'll talk soon.